no aces. Just a baseball team, some may say. But we are more than that. We are the waters of the Truckee, flowing, pumping through the heart of our city. We stand atop the mountains that circle this meadow, hiking, climbing, reaching higher and higher. Just look up. Under blue Nevada skies, we breathe the crisp Washoe wind. In the valley, our trees tremble. Falling leaves mark the season's end. We are students on the hill, dedicated teachers, first responders, leaders. We work, we love, we pray. In this neon Babylon, we build our little city. We think big, we make art. We are colorful and diverse, like Nevada sunsets in July. We are concerts in the park, springtime sounds of little leaguers and bluebirds. In the summer, a classic rumbles under the arch. Our community is small, but our vision, pride, and ambition is big. We are the biggest little city. We are your hometown team. We are the Reno Aces. Welcome to NSN Daily, our Reno Aces, what should be, it would have been, opening day special edition. Uh, Emily Jansen, general manager of the Reno Aces, joining us here on the show. Alex Margulies, Chris Murray, I'm Brian Samudio, Anthony Resnick behind the scenes running the show. Uh, Emily, welcome to the show. So much to talk about. And uh, yeah, let's, guys, break it out. Break it out, man. I love that. What I love that. Up? BLC, baby. Yeah. Biggest little city. Emily, thanks for letting us be a part of this. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get started, um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you to the medical professionals and first responders um, fighting this pandemic on the front lines day in and day out. We're so grateful um, for you. And second, big thank you to our community. Thank you for staying home. Yeah. Um, I know it's not easy shuttering our businesses, taking our kids out of school, canceling our activities. Um, I know it's hard. Um, but it's necessary, and so thank you for, for making that personal sacrifice. Yeah, Emily, you've been home for a month. Your team has been home. We are at a month right now. Um, not having opening day, it just it hurts. You know, it's, it's tough, but, you know, the, uh, the faith of knowing that baseball will be played again, I would imagine, is one of those things that kind of drives you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, beautiful weather today in northern Nevada. I know the sun is shining on greater Nevada field. Um, we're, we're so sad we can't be there to open the season, um, but we know that we will get our chance um, in the future. So um, now we're just, we're waiting. Um, we're, we're working from home. Um, we're continuing those projects in preparation uh, for when opening day does, does get a chance to, to grace us here in Reno. Tell us a little bit about these hats and the, the new logo, the city logo, really, really cool logo. Obviously, uh, you know, plays a ton to Reno's heritage. And how many designs did you go through before you settled on this one? Yeah, big news of the day, the BLC, um, the launch of our City Pride brand um, in the Reno Aces on field cap. Um, we're so thrilled to, to bring this um, to the community. Um, honestly, we started this project, obviously, before this, this crisis started. Um, but realize that city pride is greater now than ever before. And, um, we, you know, we're just, we're happy to be able to help the community this time of need, bring this brand forward, um, have a little fun. Um, the, the BLC, obviously, biggest little city in the world. Um, the brand comes from community landmarks, including the Reno Arch. Um, you know, themes new and old. Um, the custom neon letter form um, is a nod to 
to our iconic arch on Virginia Street, um, the, the Reno star, that geometric form that represents our beautiful starry skies here in our city, um, the red for the Ace of Diamonds, and uh, of course, VLC, biggest little city in the world. So a lot of iterations to get to this final new era cap. And uh, proud to say this is part of the Aces on-field gear. So you'll see this hat um, on-field uh, this year and for years to come. I know obviously this was supposed to be what was worn on the field for opening day and, and today was supposed to be opening day. Uh, is this something you'll see kind of once baseball resumes? Is this going to be kind of in the rotation that players can go, all right, let's go BLC tonight and, and they'll wear the special jersey and the hat and do it a couple times a year? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, uh, this is now officially part of our on-field uniform. Um, we got a chance to debut this um, design to the guys down at spring training before um, you know, this crisis erupted. And uh, it was reviewed uh, very positively. So um, I know when they like something, they choose it over and over and over again. Um, so I think we're gonna be seeing it a lot, uh, a lot on the field and they'll have a chance to wear it with their, with their home aces whites. Um, they can even wear it on the road um, as, as an alternate to the Reno script hat that we wear when we play in other cities. Now, Emily, when you have special edition sort of gear like this, I know the Los Corazones, the Reno, uh, did so well with the public. I would imagine uh, you better be stocked up on these because these are going to sell. Yeah, we are. We've got, um, we've got the on-field cap like you guys are wearing. Um, this is, is a, a little more of a lifestyle cap. Um, we've got the new era, um, they call it the quote unquote dad hat, um, that's available. Um, we've got some great t-shirts and then our players this year, um, we have all of this um, you know, warm up gear for them that they wear when they're stretching and, and getting ready to play the game. Um, and this year the sweatshirt is BLC edition. So it says, we are the BLC and that sweatshirt um, that the players will wear uh, an authentic uh, sweatshirt is for sale uh, pre-order on our on our website. How difficult has this period just been for you? You guys put in so much work to make sure you have so many great promotions and everything is in place for the start of the season and then just to get to this point and really not even know what the future is going to be like for this year it has to be very difficult for you personally. Yeah, it's been, um, been a really challenging time, um, a challenging time for all of our staff. Um, as you guys know, and as we've talked about before, there truly is no off season. Um, we're always working towards um, planning, planning that next year to entertain our community. And um, this crisis has disrupted all of us from um, gathering. And that is our business, is bringing people together. Um, so it's been really difficult, but um, you know, we lean on, um, being leaders and being a voice in the community. So we focused our efforts um, not only on reorganizing all those awesome promotions and being ready for when we do get a chance to open our gates, but continuing to serve our community. Um, so we've held uh, two different distribution drives um, with the Northern Nevada Food Bank in our parking lots. Um, we worked with the Shakespeare uh, Pet Foundation to distribute dog food. And um, those jerseys that we've talked about, um, we're working on creating masks out of uh, both the Reno Aces and Reno 1868 jerseys. Emily, you've had a chance now to settle into your role here as general manager, and, and you're the first female general manager in AAA baseball. What has the last year plus just been like being in this situation and now giving you know, a chance to kind of inspire other young women and, and be in this role and, and, and be a general manager in AAA baseball? 
Um, it's been incredible. I mean, I could have never imagined um, what this career opportunity would roll out for me, um, not just specifically to influence um, the people who work for me who have done such an incredible job, um, you know, impact this community. I've gotten a chance to, um, to work with a lot of different not-for-profits, um, different events, and, and serve as a leader, a leader for women. Um, I've gotten a chance to travel around the country and do some speaking and empower women to really go after their dreams and um, know that there's nothing that should or could stop them. Um, when you got a dream, you got to go after it 100% and um, you work hard and, and your work will speak for itself. Emily, one last thing before we let you go. When you get the word that baseball is back, whether it's an abbreviated season, however many games, I don't care if we play a 10-game season, what do you think it's going to be like when you walk back to Greater Nevada Field? Because, I mean, this isn't Field of Dreams. This is not if you build, they will come. You open the gates, people are going to flood into Greater Nevada Field. What's it going to be like that first sunny day when you can walk out High five people, give people hugs, and welcome them back to your ballpark. Oh, incredible. You gave me goosebumps. Um, can't wait. Can't wait for that day. Uh, we'll all be jumping for joy, um, you know, shouting hallelujah from our home offices and starting up our cars for the first time in months and, uh, and getting downtown. Um, you know, we'll be ready. We will be ready. We are spending this time um, working on, on projects that have collected some dust because we've been too busy. Um, so, Lots of improvements, um, lots of lots of great things to, to come, and we just we can't wait to entertain the community, um, bring everybody together, uh, be that rallying cry for the biggest little city, and um, enjoy America's pastime. You know, I think this time uh, we've all had a chance to do a lot of reflection uh, when we're at home, and we realize the things that make us that make us America, um, that make us. Um, a community that make this a great country and one of those things it truly is gathering and um, gathering around the, the historic sport of baseball is, is truly a privilege for us to bring to Reno. Reno Aces General Manager Emily Jansen always kind to spend some time with us especially now in these uh, just a little different times that we're all dealing mm -hmm. with right now but uh, what would have been opening day for the Reno Aces it will be held I promise you it will be held and we're all going to get back to greater Nevada field. Emily appreciate your time. Thank you. Wishing you all health and uh, health and wellness. And um, thank you, everybody, for your efforts to get this community uh, back on its feet. Much more to come here on this Reno Aces special edition of NSN Daily on what would have been opening day. Uh, the, the skipper, Mr. Crone, will join us coming up after the break. And then later on, the former voice of the Reno Aces, our good friend Ryan Radke. And bet or no bet, Reno Aces edition coming up on the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to NSN Daily as we continue here on what would have been the Reno Aces opening day, a full Reno Aces special show, uh, the unveiling of the BLC logo earlier. And now manager Chris Crone joining us from him, his home in Arizona. And Skip, uh, how, how are you holding up uh, amidst all this? It's not easy for anybody. I'm sure a guy who's been around the game for so long has been tough not being around baseball. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, very, it's been very tough. I mean, it's difficult not only for me, but for everybody, every, every person in the world. We, don't need, we can't just say the United States, we say the world. It's, a, it's, a, it's a definitely a, a terrible thing that we're going through. But 
we all know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We just don't know when that tunnel, when we can see that actual light. And, um, you know, just doing uh, all the, only the uh, necessary stuff. I'm, I'm sitting around the house uh, watching shows I've never watched before, reruns that I've never watched before. And, uh, you know, I'll go to the grocery store maybe once every 10 days just to get out. And, I, you know, I, I got a walking routine that I do and a workout thing I can do here at the house. But other than that, you know, it's just hang out and, and try to do the best you can. Manager of the Reno Aces, Chris Brown, joining us uh, from his home in Arizona. Uh, Skip, how is it? Uh, how has this changed for you? I mean, Zoom has been an essential tool for us to kind of just stay in touch with each other, with our viewers. Well, how, how has it handled with you and your players, being able to keep your guys, you know, maybe sane and just say, hey, guys, this is, this is going to be okay. We're going to play ball. Yeah, you know, we don't know what the real answer is. We can't – we're not going to sugarcoat this and say we know a, an exact date or anything. We don't. Um, but, you know, we're, we stay in contact. Uh, the Diamondbacks do a great job of, uh, of, of, of letting, letting, know, letting the players know that, that, that they're important and we want to make sure their families are in good, are in good health and everybody's doing well, uh, what their baseball activities are. So we do stay in contact with them. Everybody's got seven or eight, ten guys that they're, they're staying in contact with throughout the year, throughout the whole organization. And, uh, you know, obviously I'll call a couple other guys that are not on that, my specific list. But um, I'll call them and just t touch base, see how things are going. And, you know, it's just, it's just what you – I mean, it, it helps pass some time. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, there's nothing else to – I mean, you can only surf the Internet uh, enough times and watch enough TV shows to, to get by. But uh, it's just what you have to do. And, and, and they all know this, but uh, they all want answers. They're trying to stay in shape. They're trying to do this and that, whatever it can be. Uh, but, you know, life is what it is right now. I was like, Kevin, your son, I mean, obviously trying to make it to the big league roster. Are they allowed to like go and hit in cages and stuff? Or are they just basically at home and doing at home workouts? We, we are available here in Arizona. We can do, I mean, if you, if you do have a cage, I, I do go to a cage with my other son, CJ. Kevin just stopped having uh, the opportunity to go to Chase Field, the Diamondbacks uh, uh, main place. Uh, the stadium uh, home field and uh, they stopped those workouts. So now he's kind of on his own. So we do have a friend that has a cage, uh, so we can get into this small group of three uh, and hit. Right now it's just I've hit with my son CJ uh, uh, three or four or five times maybe in the last two weeks um, just to stay a little sharp. Uh, Kevin hasn't joined us yet because he did have another outlet earlier, uh, but now that he doesn't, he may, he may want to join in. And, you know, it's just, it's just us two or three at, at a time. And, and you, know, they, you know, we see each other periodically anyway so it's not like we're doing anything that we shouldn't be doing. Chris uh, last year you became the manager of the Reno Aces after spending years as a roving instructor in the Diamondbacks organization you'd been a manager previously how much did you enjoy getting back into that role and and, and being kind of in charge of a clubhouse again? Uh, the absolute best year of my life um, I mean a lot of it had to do with Kevin obviously but you know we didn't win as many games as you, as you wanted to win. We, you know, we finished in second place in our division and, and all those things, but the clubhouse itself, the, the, the players on the team, you know, you, you, you manage for 20 years or 21 years, whatever I've done. And you don't have special teams all the time. Like, and it doesn't have to do with the record. It, does, it just has to do with the people that are involved. Like there's, there's good teams. I mean, there's good players and team or people in every clubhouse every year, but, Last year's clubhouse, as many rollover, um, turnover that we had, 
we all stayed intact. There was a group of players that really kept us uh, in, in tight, especially in the clubhouse and in the dugout. And sure, we would have wanted to play better, but um, that was what made it so special. It was, you know, my number one year of my life. Uh, but it was there's probably been two or three other special teams like this that really uh, you don't ever forget. Reno Aces manager Chris Crone joining us here via Zoom from his house in Arizona, taking the time with us, and we appreciate that. You know, we'd gotten into spring training. We'd started to see some of the pieces that were coming to Reno. You as a manager, as a baseball mind, are, are you still kind of putting the chess pieces together? Or do you kind of have to find, since it has come to a halt, do you have to put it away sometimes? Or, or are you always still kind of going, all right, I think that's who's going to be here. That's who's going to be there. You know, I, I do put it aside. I, there's no real uh, use. Or it, I, it's not really even uh, constructive in it to say something like that, you know, because we were so we – we didn't even really start at any minor league games yet. Uh, of course, I'd seen most of the players that we probably would have during big league camp because most of those guys were, were at, in big league camp. Uh, but you sort of have an idea going into spring training what your team may look like. But then as spring training unfolds, big league camp unfolds, you see different scenarios uh, coming out all, all, all the time. And, yeah, you, you, would, you would do that on a normal basis, like if it was, uh, you know, March 15th or 20th, whatever day it was, you know, you're thinking, okay, this could be my possible uh, lineup or opening day roster. And you would start putting some pieces into place, this and that. And we had a lot of, lot of different players uh, showing up on that list at, at different times. So, um, you know, it would have been a, an enjoyable thing to have accomplished, you know, this week being, you know, starting a, a day one uh, coming up. You know, it would have been really nice to see that uh, come to fruition, but, it, you know, obviously never did. Obviously, everyone's goal is to get to that big league level and to become a major leaguer. What's your favorite thing about the minor league experience? You obviously spent a lot of years there coaching, playing. Um, you know, it, it kind of is overlooked how special minor league baseball is as well. Yeah, it really is. I, I think the one thing that, that makes it so special is that um, there's no other distractions. I mean, you know, you go to the big leagues, there's, there's other things that are out there. there there's, you know, the, the, the the money for one and, and you, you live in bigger houses and you, and you do things on your own. You got, you probably have a, a, a bigger, older family guys in the minor leagues that come up and play the game together. Uh, those are the friendships that sort of last forever. Cause when you get to the big leagues and you, and you've had, well, there's my, there's these three or four guys that I played with in, 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 in a ball. And we, we went up and played in double A together. And then, then we played triple A then we go to the big leagues. We played there together. So the group kind of, narrows up as, as, the, as the higher you go in on the system and your friendships just stay so closely more intact because you know what, how you can trust that guy you got to build and it's harder to build that relationship at the big league level just because I and I don't know why that is it just was that way for me I mean hell I didn't play very long in the big leagues but um, I didn't have those those uh, people that I could I could always go to it was sort of like a you know, they call it a job and it, the minor leagues was a job too, but it never felt like that. It was kind of like we're playing, uh, uh, just playing the game. And then when you get to the big leagues, it became more of a, of a job because you had to see all these other things uh, come into play and it kind of um, kept you uh, at a distance to some people and stuff. Chris, you mentioned just how incredible last season was for you personally. Um, how great was it in particular? You've asked, you've been asked this question a million times, but the fact that you were able to share that season with your son, Kevin, it was a year that he got called up to the major leagues. You were the one who got to tell him that. I mean, he hit 45 home runs between AAA 
uh, as well as, as the minor leagues. How incredible was it just to be a part of that entire deal? I can't really put into words the, the joy that I had throughout the whole season. I mean, like I'd, I see all the home runs that both of my kids hit or the big hits that they have or the games that they play because we have all these outlets that we can get, you know, MLB TV and I can watch every game that CJ plays. And being in the Diamondback organization, I can see every at-bat that Kevin had and throughout his, uh, his career. But to be there live, like I can – I've seen live, I've seen CJ Crone hit three home runs in, in live in his entire career. Uh, but they were, you know, happily they were in the big leagues, but I'm not at every one of his games. Last year, before last year, I'd seen Kevin hit, you know, a handful more, probably 10 to 20 or 15, I don't know, 20, I don't know what it is. But to see all, every one of his games and to just to, to see how, how good he did and how uh, enjoyable he loved playing the game and how he got along with his teammates and how he, you know, he joked around with them and, and, and made it a fun experience. You know, it's obviously fun when you're, you're doing doing well and 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 you know get called up to the big leagues and all that stuff. But uh, from a dad standpoint, it was off the charts, and I can't tell you how enjoyable it was. I don't have my vocabulary is not strong enough to give you guys the the right adjective to use to describe this. Well, sometimes uh, feelings like that words don't even measure up. Uh, Chris Crone, uh, we appreciate your time, manager of the Reno Aces, and we can't wait to get back out to. Greater Nevada Field and uh, and see Kevin pummeling some of those trains that are coming down the coming down the trench. And I, as much as we love seeing him in Reno, uh, I think ultimately a lot of us want to see him play in Arizona. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great time. Be safe. All right, we'll have much more coming up here on NSN Daily. This Reno Aces special coming up next. Welcome back into NSN Daily, our Reno Aces special on what would have been opening day. And you have to have the voice of the Reno Aces, uh, Ryan Radke, uh, for so many years, uh, dedication there at, uh, at Greater Nevada Field. Uh, I, I would imagine, man, it's this, this day brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, it does. I mean, he kind of went through it when Major League Baseball was supposed to have their opening day. And, and now to, to be sitting here and thinking about what was supposed to be the, uh, the Aces opening night, obviously I wasn't going to be there, but – uh, you think back about the uh, the opening nights of the past and certainly a lot of memories uh, in that ballpark. Being out there opening night, sometimes it was great. Sometimes we were just freezing to death trying to, to make it through nine innings and uh, and hoping it would go well. But uh, a lot of memories uh, for sure. And sad that uh, we can't be out at the ballpark and, and celebrating uh, opening day and opening night. But uh, fortunately, I think we're doing the right thing right now in hopes that uh, maybe sometime soon we'll all be able to get back to the ballpark. You're a guy who's always kind of been on the go. I mean, you have to, you know, broadcast so many games. Uh, I guess, A, how has your wife responded to you being at home so much? And, B, what have you been up to? Uh, she hasn't thrown me out of the house yet, so that's uh, a positive thing. Uh, I was a little worried about that. Um, it, it's, been, it's been really different, Chris. I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, for the last, you know, 10-plus years of my life, um, if I was at home for a solid week uh, without working, uh, that was kind of newsworthy in, in my house. And, uh, you know, when the announcement came down that uh, I was getting ready to go back to Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament, uh, when the announcement came down that that was done and then the NCAA tournament was done and uh, then basically everything was done, uh, it was kind of a, sh a shock to the system uh, to have it all happen so abruptly. So uh, I've been trying to make uh, good use of my time. I, I think I did need a, a little bit of downtime. Uh, I wasn't feeling great. And so I, I think uh, – that has helped. And other than that, you know, I've, I've been reading a lot. I read a book yesterday, um, you know, trying not to just stay on the screen all the time. 
trying to find that balance, I'm sure, like a lot of people, between keeping up with what's newsworthy and what we need to know, and at the same time, then not, you know, going overboard where you're just depressed after uh, reading the news for an hour or so. So just kind of trying to, to find that balance. Um, when the weather's been nice, been able to, to get outside, go for a walk and, and things like that, trying to, to, to get some fresh air. And other than that, just staying home as much as possible and, and trying to, to find a way to help flatten the curve. Ryan, uh, when you look back at, at, I mean, this is such a hard question because it's 10 years of, of your life with the Reno Aces. What kind of memories are you flooded with just about the experience of being uh, the play-by-play broadcaster of this team and, and being there for so many incredible moments? Well, mostly good memories, Alex, which I think is, is you know, that, that's an important thing. You know, whenever you, you finish something, you want to be able to look back and look back on the experience positively. And, and I think I can certainly do that uh, from the time that I had there. Got a chance to meet a lot of great people, work with a lot of great people, uh, had, had some fun teams to be around. And I'm really proud of the fact that, that I was there uh, from uh, opening day, literally. I mean, from the, the ground up of the franchise, even going back to Tucson and, and sitting in the meetings in our last year in Tucson, hearing about the transition to Reno and what that was going to be like. And then uh, being there the first night that uh, we were able to get in and, and play in the stadium and, and then go all the way through uh, the first decade of the franchise is something that, uh, that I do. I take great pride in and, uh, there's there's a lot of really uh, positive memories, you know, a lot of fun teams that uh, that I was around, a lot of great people uh, that I got to work with, uh, some good friendships I think that that came out of that. So really, all in all, it's it's a lot of positive, which is the thing that that means the most to me. Former voice of the Reno Aces, uh, Ryan Radke, uh, joining us here on this NSN Daily Reno Aces special. Or Ryan, when you think about going back and and stuff that happens on the road, Alex tells me so many stories about being on the road with these guys and getting to travel. What will you miss? What won't you miss? Uh, what I will not miss is my alarm clock going off at 3 a.m. seemingly every fourth day. That got <laughs> hold really quick. Uh, in fact, when, uh, when I made the decision to, to step away, it was like the first thing that I said was, I'm so glad. I'm not an early morning person. I hate getting up early. And, um, you know, when I was young, when I first started doing this, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I mean, you slept for two hours and you just got on the plane and you went and you were having fun and you were on the road and, and, and going all these different places. Um, as you get older and you're going to the same places all the time and that alarm keeps going off and you haven't slept, uh, those are tough. And, uh, you know, the last couple of seasons especially, I think, th- those 3 a.m. wake-up calls and then, you know, sitting in different airports and uh, just kind of being on the go was, was really tough. I mean, obviously, you know, there are certain places that I'll miss going. There was ballparks that I really enjoyed. You know, you get to know there's – you get a favorite restaurant here and there in a different city that – uh, you enjoy going to. Those are the things that, that I'll miss. And, and honestly, you know, you do kind of go through it together. So as a group, you, you go through that dynamic that I've always told people, until you do it, it's really hard to understand. Until you do 100 and what used to be 144, now 140 game season in the Pacific Coast League, which is by far the hardest travel league in, in all of professional baseball, it's really hard to comprehend. Um, but you went through it together. And, and so there are things like that 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 I'll miss, but I, I will not miss those early mornings and some of those mm-hmm. nights when, you know, in all honesty, you're, you're just praying for the game to end one way or another because you just want to go to bed and get some sleep. Alex has told me so many horror stories about being <laughs> on buses and having to get up early and your next de- destination is whatever city and there's not yeah. a lot to look forward well, to. Well, and I'll, I'll give this too. is like, you know, I spent four years in the lower levels of the minor leagues. So it was a lot of bus rides and those are a challenge in themselves, but you know, I filled in for Ryan with, I think it was two seasons ago and went to Las Vegas and I had the experience of that. All right, you got to wake up. You did a game the night before and you got out of there around 1130 midnight, maybe. And then you're up at three, 330 
to get to the airport. And then you get to Las Vegas. And you, I think we had to, we got there like 7.30 or 8 in the morning, but we couldn't even get into our hotel room until like 1. Yeah. So I literally, I went in and I went up to like the gym and I paid like 20 bucks to work out. And then I slept on the floor of, of the spa at, at the nugget or whatever it was just to try and kill some time. I mean, these are the kind of things uh, that you have to do. So I think people look at, especially as broadcasters, as like the AAA and the Pacific Coast League as being uh, this glamorous deal. And it's, it's a challenge, but I know it's something, and you would say, Ryan, it's, it's something you would never trade. I mean, that experience of being at that level of baseball and AAA and the types of teams and the players and the stadiums, uh, it's just it's an incredible thing. Even in my s small experience with it, it's, it's a really special deal. Yeah, it's it was a great experience. There, there's no doubt about that. But you, you definitely do have those those times. I mean, I remember checking into a hotel in New Orleans, and they opened up literally a conference room for us, and guys are just sprawled out all over the floor trying to get a couple hours sleep in a, in a random conference room, um, things like that. I mean, it's I'll never forget a trip to Memphis uh, where we got there at like 2:45. The game was at seven. We played a five-hour game, and then had a 10 a.m. kids' day the next day. I mean, those kind of things are just like you know, etched into, uh, into my memory. But uh, as I said before, you know, it's, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, you would be amazed at the amount of people that ask you like, well, how do you guys travel plane or bus? And you say, you know, oh, we fly and they go, oh, that's good. You ask the majority of players, they'd rather get on the bus instead <laughs> of having a lot of the, uh, the plane flights that, uh, that we did, but definitely an experience and, and definitely something that, that I'll remember for the rest of my life. We're going to have more from Ryan Radke and some memories with the Reno Aces. Who are his favorite players to cover? We're going to talk about that coming up next on this NSN Daily Reno Aces special. Welcome back into NSN Daily, this uh, Reno Aces opening day. What should have been special, if you're watching the earlier version of uh, NSN Daily, uh, we're going to have last year's opening day right here on uh, Nevada Sportsnet. If you want to check that out, then uh, we're going to be airing uh, Reno Aces games on Thursday and Saturdays, uh, just kind of reliving the memories from last year until baseball uh, once returns to the greater Nevada field. Uh, Ryan Radke joining us right now, former voice of the Aces. And uh, Ryan, when we look back at your time, here in Northern Nevada. I mean, opening night, I still remember Travis Blackley throwing out the first pitch, uh, the Aussie getting the start there. I remember Willie Mopena, uh, Trent Olchin, very popular player. When you go through the guys that, that really made an impact in an Aces uniform, we could talk an hour about it, but what names come to mind? Ooh, that, that's, that's a tough question, Brian. I mean, there's, there's so many that, uh, that come to mind. I mean, you just mentioned them right there. If you go back to that opening season, uh, I told people this in 2009, and I would say that it still holds true now. I have never seen a more popular minor league player than what Trent Olchin was in Reno. And he had been with us in Tucson, and he was always a great guy, uh, but never got that kind of, of love and adulation, I guess. And then what happened between him and Reno in that first year was really amazing. I mean, I, I've just never seen any community, any ballpark, any fan base respond to a guy like that especially a guy that that all due respect to Trent he was not a prospect uh, at that point in time it wasn't like everybody was saying you know here's the next Mike Trout uh that that's coming up through the system granted I know Trout was a couple years later but I mean you guys know what I mean nobody was hyping him up as the, as the next big thing and I mean it was insane I remember when they did a jersey auction and I want to say it was the pink jerseys maybe one of the first ones they did and there was such a bidding war going on over his jersey that they eventually 
uh, went to the top two bidders and basically said, we're going to cut this off. If you guys will bid this money, we'll, you guys will both get a jersey. And it was, it was crazy. Like, it was like over $1,000 for his jersey. Yeah. And uh, he ended up signing an extra one, and, and they did the whole thing. Um, so that was, you know, one of the ones that will always uh, stick with me. Uh, the 2011 Aces team was my favorite uh, by far. Uh, that was just a great group of guys. It was the first playoff team. They had a lot of success. But you just go down that lineup. Colin Cowgill, who was the rookie of the year. Tony Abreu had an amazing season uh, that year. That was the year Willie Mopaney was here for a while. Uh, Andy Tracy, who might be my favorite Aces player uh, of all time, was on that team. Uh, Cody Ransom, Ryan Langerhans came a little bit later on in the season. I, I just really loved that group. They were such a good group of guys. And it was just so much fun. Uh, to be around those guys on a daily basis. Conrad Schmidt was on that team uh, as well. Um, I, I just loved him. And and to this day, I feel like if I sat down with those guys, we, we could fall right back into having conversations and, and joking and, and, and having a good time. Uh, so those are some of the guys from the early years. I think about the season Chris Owings had in 2013. We hosted the All-Star game that year. And uh, CO was in that game uh, with Matt Davidson. He had a, a great year, MVP, Rookie of the Year. What Adam Eaton did in 2012 – uh, was uh, was remarkable, and obviously he's gone on to a really good career. And it just goes on and on and on down the line, getting a chance to to watch these guys. But, you know, personally, I mean, there are some guys that, that maybe, you know, only the hardcore Aces fans remember their names. Uh, Abe Woody, who was a relief pitcher on that 2009 team, uh, is one of my favorite guys that I've ever come across uh, in baseball. I talked about Andy Tracy and, and how much uh, respect that, that I had for him. I loved being around Cowgill that year. Um, just so many guys that, that uh, you know, just bringing up their names. And I, I know there's, there's 10 or 15 that I, I'm not even thinking about right now. And the minute we end this, I'll go back and look at a scorebook and go, oh, I can't believe I forgot to, uh, to mention him. Um, Taylor Harbin is a guy that comes to mind. Mark Holberg, who's now on the Giants coaching staff. Just, just great guys and, and fun to be around. I mean, obviously, when the Aces moved here from Tucson, it changed a lot of people's lives. Maybe, you know, you more than anybody else. I mean, you uh, went to the University of Arizona, and then you became a Northern Nevada by following the franchise here. Do you ever sit back and reflect just about how the move of that franchise impacted your life moving forward? Yeah, I mean, Chris, there, there's no way at the time that I could have understood exactly what was coming. Uh, I mean, you know, coming here and then, uh, you know, planning on coming here with the franchise and then ended up at the University of Nevada doing football and basketball. Uh, which is something that, that just kind of fell into my lap. Uh, obviously changed my life immensely. Uh, it, it put me on an absolute you know, year-round work and travel schedule uh, that we talked about earlier that I had no idea what, what that was going to be. Um, obviously, my work in Nevada led me to where I am now, which uh, never would have happened uh, had I not uh, come here. And uh, you know, getting a chance to be on the ground floor with the Aces and going from you know, obviously a place in Tucson that meant a lot to me, that I'd spent a lot of time there. I'd gone to school there. Uh, I loved it there. Um, but, you know, playing in front of 112 people uh, all the time and then coming here that first year and seeing the way that, that people were, were packing the, uh, the ballpark um, and, and coming out to support this team was just amazing. So uh, I'm a big believer in the fact that, that things happen for a reason. And, um, you know, yeah, it, it, it changed my life immensely and, and for the better, no doubt about it. All right, Ryan, I'm going to ask you a really unfair question. <laughs> a Reno Aces home run derby. Who's in it? Give me five guys. Well, I, I think I'd start with Willie Mopania. Yep. Uh, I'd have to put Kevin Crone in it. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, Peter O'Brien yep. would be in it. Uh, let's see. Willie Mo, Peter, Kevin. 
Kyle Jensen, I'd probably have to put in there. I mean, he had a, a, an, an unbelievable season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that last spot, obviously Christian Walker would make uh, a lot yep. of sense to put in there. I'll tell you a guy that, and, and I remind people of this all the time, uh, and people forget about it, but in 2000 and what was that? Was that 10? I get my years mixed up. But Kilakai Hue had an unbelievable first two months of the season. Um, in fact, until Kevin Crone did what he did a year ago, Nobody had hit more home runs in April and May than Keela did. And he ended up signing a contract in Japan and, and got a ton of money. And God bless him, he, he did what he should do. He, he went and, and took that. But when you look what he had done in the, the months that generally aren't the most productive, because it is cold and you're still uh, dealing with kind of the spring training hangover, if he had spent an entire season here, it's scary to think the, the kind of numbers he would put up. So he's maybe an under-the-radar guy that I would nominate for that. Ryan Radke joining us, the former uh, voice of the Reno Aces, now with Westwood One and, and covering the Olympics, the National Football League, college basketball at the highest level you can get. Ryan, how much do you miss baseball? I mean, do, can we get you in on like a Friday Night Rivals broadcast where you can do a Little League game for us or something? I mean, <laughs> we got to get you doing some baseball. You know, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I really was looking forward to a little time away from baseball, at least in terms of working uh, in baseball. I, I felt like the time had come that I kind of needed that. Um, you know, you, you, you do that many years and, and you do start to get worn down and not just physically, but mentally. And uh, I, I was looking forward to having a little time away from working. And I, I kind of had a plan in my mind that I wasn't going to go to the ballpark probably for a couple months. You know, maybe when the summer came around, I, I'd go uh, take in a game because I, I felt like at that point I'd be ready for it. Uh, and I really was looking forward to being able to just, you know, go and grab a hot dog and sit down and, and watch a game. I love going to day games. I mean, that was something that, that I was, I was really looking forward to, but you know, now that, that we're in the situation we're in and uh, this is all gone um, for the moment, uh, it does make you realize how much you love it. And, and we say that, and it sounds kind of corny. I, I understand to a lot of people, but um, we do love it. And, and I miss it. And I miss, you know, not being able to see what's going on. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the, the, uh, the classic games on MLB Network and, and things like that. Um, and those are great, but it's not quite the same when you know the outcome and, and you know exactly uh, what's going to happen. So um, I do hope that, that sooner rather than later, as long as it's safe, we can all get back to uh, enjoying this. And, and I do think that, that baseball and sports in general um, can play a huge role in the healing process uh, from all of this, what we're going through. Um, you know, I had the unfortunate distinction of, of going through the earthquake in 89 uh, in the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk then about the World Series. And obviously, it was two Bay Area teams in it. Should we just cancel it? Because who cares? With death and destruction going on, who cares about baseball? And they ended up bringing it back a week later. And, and I can tell you, you know, at that time, being, what, 12 years old even, it was so nice to have something besides the constant death and destruction on your TV screen it gave a lot of people an escape. I, I think after 9-11, we saw the same thing, that it really was a help in people just getting back to feeling secure, feeling normal, um, you know, realizing that we can go through adversity, but we can overcome it. And, and I think that whenever we get back, uh, whether it's in the summertime with baseball, whether it's in the fall with football, whether it's next spring when all of this stuff comes back all at one time, I think that sports will play a, a really gigantic role in, in helping all of us uh, as we kind of navigate through what's been a tough time. As usual, Ryan Radke finds the most poignant way to wrap up a segment. Uh, Ryan, we wish you the best, man, and uh, hopefully the wife uh, doesn't kick you out into the garage. But uh, uh, we can't wait to see you in person. And uh, 
let us know because the three of us believe that midweek day baseball is one of the greatest inventions in the history of mankind. There is no doubt. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to is having the sunshine, being able to go out, have a hot dog, kick my feet up and watch a ball game. And hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to do that soon. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, buddy. Stay safe. We'll have much more coming up on this NSN Daily Reno Aces special right after this. Welcome back to NSN Daily, our Reno Aces special on what would have been opening day. So we're still celebrating baseball here on NSN. Guys, uh, better no bets. We always have it on Thursdays. This edition, more of, okay, give me a bet as to your favorite hitter of all time when it comes to the Reno Aces. Uh, Alex, you're our play-by-play voice. When when you get to step in and, and take the mic, I'm going to let you take first crack at this. Man, uh, this is such an unfair question because there's been so many amazing, amazing Aces hitters. I mean, so many to list. that You could create a great top ten, and we'll have that for you on our website. I know Chris is working on just top ten players. But I, I got to go with what was fresh, man. And Kevin Crone, what he did last year was unbelievable. I mean, he hit 39 home runs, and he did it in such a small amount of games in Reno. Uh, he had six as well in the major leagues, 45 total. I know they were talking about the baseballs being different and all this stuff, but the way that he was able to come to the plate and pummel the baseball and, and with authority and just the danger that he had at the plate on, on a night-to-night basis was so much fun to watch. So I, I'm going to go Kevin Crone. I mean, the, the, the home run record is his, uh, and so I think he's tough to beat right now. Wow. Uh, Alex, jumping out on a ledge there, Chris. Uh, what do you have? Yeah, I'm going to go with the name that uh, even wasn't mentioned by Ryan Radke. I'm going to go with Brandon Allen. So he was a left-handed slugging yeah. first baseman back in the early days, tied for second in franchise history and home runs, second in walks, top 10 in hits, fourth in runs. Uh, you know, had some cups of coffee, didn't really make it as a big league player long-term. But, uh, you know, he was kind of like one of those modern-day players maybe a little bit ago. I mean, he would take a lot of walks. He would strike out a little bit. He would hit a lot of home runs. He was just a fun player to watch. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty solid defensive player as well. So uh, Brandon Allen gets my vote. You know, there are players, there are stars in uh, screen and music that uh, that have one name. This guy's got three names, Willie Mo Pena. That guy came to the plate and everybody stopped. Once you saw him hit, you fell in love with him just because of his, his skill at the plate, his big smile, but he was so much better with the fans than even anything else. He loved playing the game of baseball. It was in the twilight, the end of his career. But when he came up to the plate, everybody stopped and nobody wanted to face Willie Mopania. But if you met him in the parking lot, he would stop, he would talk, he would sign autographs. He loved talking to the kids. And Willie Mo in interviews, half the time you didn't know if you were interviewing him or if he was interviewing you because he was just that type of infectious personality. So my bet goes on Willie Mo. Pena. That's better no bet here on Thursday on NSN Daily. Our Reno Aces, what should have been opening day special continues right after this. Wrapping things up here on our Reno Aces special edition on what would have been opening day for the 2020 season. Uh, just can't wait to get back to the ballpark. But uh, Alex, you know what? We're still going to be broadcasting Aces games. They're not the current ones, but there's still going to be some baseball flavor here on Nevada Sportsnet. Yeah, try and reminisce a little bit. We'll have, uh, depending on when you're watching this show, if you are watching our 4 o'clock airing right after this, we'll have last year's opening day. Uh, Reno Aces taking on the Albuquerque Isotopes this weekend. Uh, the first of what will be many kind of classic games. A game that Reno won 25-8. to eight. So if you want to see some offense, you'll enjoy watching that game on Saturday at 6 o'clock. Yasmani Tomas with four home runs. 
Matt Caesar hits for the cycle. Uh, sorry if I spoiled that for you, but it's fun to watch either way. Uh, and then throughout this whole process, again, we'll have games on every Thursday and Saturday uh, for the foreseeable future. Included in those games, last year's crazy 10-run ninth inning that was capped off by an Andrew Applin grand slam. We've got uh, a couple of, of Kevin Crone's three home run games. Uh, so a lot of fun action uh, that we'll have here on tap on Nevada Sportsnet. Plus, you can check out Chris uh, on uh, NevadaSportsNet.com. You have that article, Top 10 Aces Players of All Time. I know that was not easy to put together. Archie didn't make the list. He's maybe <laughs> the, the most favored, but <laughs> didn't actually play for the team. But, yeah, I mean, uh, still can enjoy some baseball. It's not the live baseball that we want, but I know a lot of work has been put into being able to rebroadcast those games. And uh, hopefully we are able to go out and hit the ballpark pretty soon. I know uh, we want to be as safe as possible, but I think as, as quickly as we can get out to the ballpark, uh, it would just make everybody feel a lot better to be able to go enjoy a, a hot dog and a root beer and, and, and watch a ball game during the day. I want to thank uh, Reno Aces General Manager Emily Jansen for coming on the show, Manager Chris Crone, and, of course, the former voice of the Aces, Ryan Radke, for all of his stories. Can't wait to hear Zach Bayrudy, the new voice of the Reno Aces, take the microphone uh, on the radio and, of course, right here on Nevada Sportsnet. For Alex Margulies, Chris Murray, and Anthony Resnick behind the scenes, I'm Brian Samudio. We'll see you next time.